Welcome to the Religiously Offensive Podcast. So I have to call that guy back. For everyone listening, uh, it's just Justin and I today doing a little weird one-on-one pod. I know. Wanted to bring a more intimate experience. To yeah, the, that's right. To it the was, viewer, it was intentional. <laughs> I just did this on purpose. Um, yeah. So that's that. Um, make sure to like and subscribe. Tell your friends about the pod if you like it. Get some out of it. Uh, or if you don't like it, tell them about it. So they listen anyway. Yeah. yeah. Just get more We're here for the hate. There's more listens. Yeah. We love it. Um, <clears throat> um, anyway, I, you know, one of the things I was going to bring up real quick is that, uh, just as a little icebreaker here, I started telling you about the censorship thing, mm-hmm. which was kind of crazy. Um, mm-hmm. and I guess what I'm meaning by this is like, you know, everyone talks about how, China, you know, China censors a lot of their stuff, you know, and um, when by the time it gets to the people of China, it's it's been heavily censored and stuff that they don't like has been taken out or they just will not let anyone see certain things or shows or whatever mm. it is. Um, they did this thing with uh, the Big Bang Theory because um, I get every morning I get the like, uh, I forget it's like 1440. I forget the name of the company, but they do the like news without the spin. Okay. So I just get some of the headlines and highlights and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they sent this thing. It was like the big censor is like the big censored theory. And it was basically like taking big bang theory and, um, and just showing like side by side what an original clip looked like. And then what it looked like when they cut a part out. Um, I'm going to connect to the roadcaster and we're going to get a little uh-huh. live video here. Technology. So you can probably still hear it if you're in your car or something. Um, but <clears throat> I'm about to, well, I'm about to be connected. Whoa. Take a minute. Wirelessly? Wirelessly. Dude. <sighs> That's the way. future, man. That's the way it's supposed to work. Oh, Bluetooth wasn't on. Weird. That ain't right. Now it's connected. Sweet. Oh, Got it. Shite. All right. <laughs> All right. So, so basically, this was this was a scene, uh, season three, episode one. So, this is the censored version. Am I gonna want to watch this? Huh? You can. You can watch it since you're here. to see it. Thank you for carving a smiley face in my grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, well, I know how to take care of my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about what happened with you and your little friends? So that was the so that was the censored version, censored one. So it, and just, here's, there here's, was no punchline. There wasn't. It was just saying something and then people laughing. So and that's then, what actually aired in. That's China? what airs in China. That's how they see the show, right? Oh okay. And then this is the original clip. Thank you for carving a smiley face in my grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, well, I know how to take care of my baby. His eyes came out a little thin, but you can just pretend he's Chinese. <laughs> so that's the part. So, that's the part. That's the part China didn't like. 
Um, I That's get it. So interesting. Whatever. But I mean, we watch stuff where it just shows people making fun of Americans well, all the time. I think is just like we're not censoring that stuff. Yeah, to me, it's you know? an e- that's just that's ego. Yeah, it is to but- the extreme because it's like any good comedian understands that like self-deprecating humor is like is the stuff. Like if you're not willing to be part of the joke, you you just suck. You don't deserve to be there. Yeah, yeah. and you know, well, yeah, it's just it, it's a collective weird like collective governmental ego ego or something it's like that crazy movie with james franco and uh seth rogan when they went and met kim jong-un that was it uh, the interview is that what it's called remember that with james franco? yeah 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 where they right. went to north that korea funny, right yeah. but it was like it really is that absurd over there like they painted it as a very kind of ridiculous sort of reality but it's like real exists and you know what you know to them too because um i uh i had some friends uh who were black who had lived there Mm -hmm. in china and experienced the like crazy amount of racism that's there it's like it's not like it may not be i don't know if it's as outward as it is but like they have like these products like that just show like the most racist kind of stuff that you'd expect to see here like you know 100 Mm -hmm. years ago right Mm -hmm. um and it's just they have no prop like and it's just because they feel like it's so alive and it works they probably just see it mm-hmm. as this like racism battle it's like all right we're gonna do something yeah. and now like oh well we're not gonna show people that i don't know like man, we, this they, they i bet they feel like offense to that because yeah. they're they're intentionally offensive when they try to do something you yeah. know what i mean like they don't see comedy the same way yeah i mean we just live weird. in the weirdest times of like this like moral virtue signaling like nonstop. it's like it's 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 wild because it's like dude so it's great you think we try to make racism like an american thing when it's just like it's yeah. not to me i think racism is the wrong word i yeah, think like sure. it's more or less personally it's a tribalism thing and it's mostly like Like, I just don't think people literally dislike people because their skin looks different. I mean, maybe there are some out there, but end of the day, I think it's mostly rooted in just self-preservation. It's like, I need to find a tribe that's going to, like, help me accomplish my goals and do what I want to do in my life. Typically, people tend to gravitate towards people that look like them. It's it's more cultural than anything, I think, because you look at, like, you could say, okay... I don't like Norwegians. I feel like they're they're sub like they're just subhuman. I don't you know what I mean? Has nothing to do with what they look like, right? Like so you can't even you can't even call that racism. All you could call it is what nationalism? Patriot I mean, I don't Well that's why I, I think it's like it's call it. all some sense of prejudice. Like I I don't know. Right. So it's like, just how you define the groups. Yeah. And well, so and it's, it's like, like it, it probably can change for someone in any given day. It's like based on like who do you perceive as your enemy and then who do you perceive as your ally or allies, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so I do. I, yeah. I, I actually, I mean, obviously there needs to be awareness there because uh, I know it would be, it would be tough and just being any kind of minority um, in this country. And then all of a sudden, you know, you are judged visually. So that, that is tough. Like mm-hmm. I get that. And that's, yeah, that's something there definitely needs to be awareness of. Um, but yeah, it, you're just, cause it's almost like you just associate all of a sudden, like just based on your life experience mm-hmm. and that's dangerous to do, especially mm-hmm. in a big city where everyone is here. Right. Yeah. Like, um, 
yeah i mean it's it's that's that's just it's horrible yeah and so it, it, the awareness is good but yeah it's just funny because like you know chinese like it's just it's hilarious like i i just don't they censor we already know that like tiktok is what educational over there mm-hmm. Isn't that, like nuts yeah their algorithm yeah promotes more sort of like aspirational yeah that's insane here's another one this is this is just fun to listen to Look, I like Leslie, but she's not interested in dating as much as using men as tools for stress release. Yeah? Go get yourself a little rebound stress release. So that that's that one. This is the original. Look, I like Leslie, but she's not interested in dating as much as using men as tools for stress release. Yeah? So be a tool. <laughs> Go get yourself a little rebound stress release. Yeah, that's so, interesting. Yeah, so that one that one was just they were just calling someone they weren't even calling it. They were just like, go be a tool. Just like, oh, like I wonder who thought that was like. They're just like, we don't need a necessary. We don't need people to see this. I would just love to know, like, what kind? Do they just not insult anything on air over there, or is it like, you know, is it, is that kind of language just not permitted? Yeah, I mean, I mean, perhaps they just have a super like affirmative type, uh, like for like just kind of culture I, I mean it seems like they're just trying to build like warriors type of thing it's like yeah that's better not, that's faster not, stronger smarter that's not good less distracted yeah 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 it's very bad for us you think they would let we people better pray. watch you think people, they'd let people watch the bachelor over there uh, <laughs> i don't know honestly that's a toss-up it could I go just, either way. I hear you and Gabby talk about The Bachelor all the time. And I'm literally like... <laughs> Dog, finale, tonight is, is the finale. This is literally the show. Hey, come on over. I'll pop open a little Shiraz. Dude, we'll just we'll just get into the, the nitty gritty. Yeah. What's up, Luke? What's up? Just crazy. What's up, man? We're just... It's just crazy to me because we've got um, all these shows that like are basically just like you don't you you can be brain dead and watch these shows like it's just i feel like mm-hmm. we're getting dumber and then all yeah. these other countries are getting smarter or they're not getting as dumber as fast as we so are so here's this is <laughs> here's the problem yes you're right most people have the wherewithal or most countries understand that the smarter the phone the dumber the person because we naturally become more reliant on the phone so that's a good way to put it it's helpful and the more prevalent that is. But it, I've also heard it said like this, right? Like, so catastrophic events happen, right? The crazy thing is the people that possess the knowledge to, to continue building on the building blocks of, you know, where we've already evolved in the last couple hundred years, they're not surviving the apocalypse. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like the people that are going to survive this are going to be like the people out in the jungle who've been surviving out of the jungle. Yep. And it's like all the people with the mental acuity to take us to the next step of our, you know, call it, you know, uh, mental evolution or, you know, technological advancement, whatever. Like those people aren't making it. Yeah. And then like, so what if, I mean, just thought experiment. What if catastrophic events happen and they just kill all of the physically weak people that are also the thought leaders because they didn't have to be strong. And then the world just restarts because then all we have left is just the people that knew how to survive. Yeah. All the cavemen are left. 
Yeah. And we just well, start over every few thousand years with a new series of cavemen that have to evolve that would be crazy. and like figure it out. <clears throat> um Hey Luke, you want to be a part of this? We just started a minute ago. Yeah. Ten minutes ago, but recent enough. I'll just cut this part out and Okay, we can keep this part in as long as we can keep fill the space. Mm. 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 Well, we just we just broke the ice first with the whole uh censorship thing. Played uh side by side clips of Big Bang Theory just to show how it was censored. Yeah. Did you ever, Did you ever watch, watch that? Sheldon? Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That was him. Fantastic. It was so good. We're gonna move the camera. I feel I feel like I don't ever see you in shirts like that. Usually there's something. It's plain shirt. These are this is Pastor Luke vibe right here. That's what I'm getting. I'm getting Pastor Luke vibes. <laughs> Dog, if I can't wear if I can't wear my five inch inseams, probably not gone. That's the thing. Five inch inseams. I can't I'm nervous about the five inch inseams. Why's that? I don't know. I feel like it's a lot of thigh. You got some nice thighs. You got nice thighs. I feel like Justin has huge boxers. That's all I wear. It's just a confidence thing. Yeah, I mean I I mean you grew up I mean you grew up playing soccer, like I I get real, real annoyed when the the shorts get close to my knees. That's that's yeah, irritating. Yeah, you know I'm. And we're back. And we're back. Because I just think it'd be useful to have your input when we actually get into the the message, if you will. There we go. I call it the message. <laughs> Unique. Good to have New you York. back. Hello, everyone. New Yeek, New York. I already messed it up. All right. <laughs> so. Yeah, okay. You got it. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. 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 It's like, there, I messed it up. So close. I think those are the only ones he did in the movie. That's funny. So I will, uh, Luke, I saved one for you. Okay, so. No, no. This is Benign. this is basically I'm playing the Chinese censor version of the Big Bang Theory, and then I'm playing the original. Okay. Just, they're just showing like what they cut out. Okay. When they in China. In China. Okay. Yeah. This is the censored version. I'm given to understand that there's an entire city in Nevada designed specifically to help people like Howard forget their problems. <laughs> they can replace them with new problems such as alcoholism. Is it me, or was that Sheldon's way of saying Vegas, baby? Interesting. All right. I'm given to understand that there's an entire city in Nevada designed specifically to help people like Howard forget their problems. (laughs) They can replace them with new problems, such as alcoholism, gambling addiction, and sexually transmitted diseases. (laughs) Is it me, or was that Sheldon? So that that was like real weird because it was like they said alcoholism and then they cut it out at gambling addiction and STDs. Huh. I wonder, do you think they have casinos in China? I don't know. 
because they obviously have alcohol. Over there. Yeah, it's weird. So if you wanted your people to in. be productive, you'd probably get rid of both, huh? <laughs> that is interesting. Well, I mean, the thing is, the casino is a great way for the government to make extra money and tax the trash out of it. Mm-hmm. That's true. But do they even need more money? I mean, they own, they basically run all the businesses over there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Came in my uh, news headline inbox deal. It's very strange. Like, I already feel like when I go and search something on Google, I I just expect to just not get straight news. I feel like I got to read through a bunch of stuff. It is weird. Like, like, it's really curated. Both ways. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, I I mean, that we've talked about it a million times. But that's why, like, the Rogans out there and the guys out there that are just, like, talking about just, like, actual stuff. It's like they're getting a ton of traction because, like, people are just, like, they just want, like. They, want, they just want something that's real. We want, like, we. Like, like the Bachelor. The whole point of. It's like my opinion, like, give me the facts, the simple facts, and I will interpret them and I will develop my own opinion. Yeah. Like, I don't need to be told what opinion to have. Mm-hmm. And that's all that news is becoming now. Yeah. I mean, it's just bananas. And they make money off reinforcing opinions. It's just like, like, uh, just they're just telling people what they want to hear and they just keep giving you money for it. Mm-hmm. You're like a genie. Um, it's crazy to think about too it's like even like so Rogan some of his biggest podcasts will get what like 11 million views mm -hmm. and even that is only what's 11 million out of 330 million yeah like 3% uh huh something like that Mm mm-hmm yeah we just need to increase that number (laughs) it's crazy get more people to listen to Rogan it's like what's funny is you don't have to agree with him and it's like you don't even have to listen to some like really more offensive, you know, podcast, right? Like you can just go to him, and it's he's pretty straight, like shooting. You know what I mean? It's like okay, this way, like this is this is a common sense perspective about this. Here's a common sense perspective about this, and you know, it just makes sense. It's not trying to like put one side up against the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's well, funny though, because on that Aaron Rodgers podcast, like I don't know if they were joking, but. He straight up said, like, uh, Aaron Rodgers was pissed. Oh, like, dude, he, he's I got love, some major like beef with well, with these people. And I think, I think, he, I think it's worth listening to. It's yeah. like, dude, like, even like, cause I like, dude, uh, so I, I, I'm a little more into sports than the average person. Luke, I know you'll kind of I dabble. You'll, yeah, you'll, you'll feel me on this one. He like, watches when it comes to basketball. Yeah. There were multiple commentators that like so there's a basketball player by the name of Kyrie Irving. He plays for the Brooklyn Nets. He didn't want to get the vaccine and it became this massive story all last year. And all of these sports commentators are on like ESPN. They're on the biggest platforms talking about how he's uh, such a trash human and a bad teammate and all this stuff. And he's just crazy because he won't take this vaccine. And like he's like not willing to be a team player. You're just like, dude. If this guy has a, a if this guy has a conviction about this vaccine, it's like his his job. Like I don't understand how these people don't realize. It's like you're literally looking. And you're just like dance monkey. Like do it. Like do it. Like just do your job. Do your job to entertain us. It's like this guy, even after his basketball career, has is going to have a long life. 
Mm-hmm. Like his basketball career will end at probably like 35, 37. Yeah. And then he's got and most he's of chilling. his life still. Yeah. If Unless he has LeBron, LeBron's if he gonna has, play until he's 80. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Freaking alien. It's true. Like, but if like, <laughs> I, it's just amazing to me. Listen to like certain commentators. Like uh, it was like Max Kellerman was always just roasting Kyrie, just telling like saying like he's like a, a bad teammate for not getting the vaccine. You're just like, dude, this guy is going to have a, a life long, long, long after his NBA career. He's going to play on this NBA team for like, at most five more years, Here's, ten more years. I mean, it really. But he has an entire life, so it's like. But you really get the sense of like, you really start to. It's clear and understand. Like, does that guy care more about Kyrie or does he care more about his Instagram followers? Because, I mean, he could easily exactly. go to Kyrie, not on you know any kind of national platform, and be like, "Hey, bro, I'm concerned." If he legit was, if he had real feelings about that, and he cared about Kyrie and not trashing him in public, his right. own teammate, right, 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 he'd be like, "Hey, you know what's going on?" Like, if he was really concerned, it's just yeah. like in the fact that you're doing it so publicly. Well, that just was means the sentiment, that, dude. Just every day yeah. on ESPN, the entire pandemic, they're just like the people that like Kyrie's not willing to get vaccinated, and this it's not like they cover this every day, but I I don't watch the show that often, and I saw it very like like when i would tune in it was always like part of the story yeah no they talked about that stuff and, longer than and the same Tom brady's with, three like, retirements yeah the same thing with like with aaron Rodgers. it's just like it's so odd and it's exact that what you texted me about like science that what was the what was the line science that you can't question is essentially propaganda mm-hmm. and it's like somewhere we crossed over in the last couple of years of in this weird territory of like if you question the experts when we've already like seen like i've seen side-by-side clips where they're just like if you get vaccinated like you can't get it and you can't transmit it the literally the issue goes beyond goes beyond just our trust in the medical establishment it really has more to do with our country for some reason has just and i would say the world that's really bad here but the other the world is also happy to label um but basically our willingness just to believe someone that says someone something about another person or a group of people Mm -hmm. and we just believe it right away because it's you know because it's the thing to do so just labeling people period well right? and, I, so and i'm I not think, like anti-vaccine and as soon as you label someone anything. as soon as you label someone they could say any of those good points that like aaron Rodgers had but mm-hmm. they they can just dismiss him and say oh you're a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. which he mentioned several times all the names that people had for him you know because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you you name something and for some reason it's almost like it gives you a peace of mind like Oh well, they're just so irrelevant. I don't need to, you know, their opinion doesn't matter. Right. So it's just like it's it's like a way of it's just a defense. Well, yeah, it's a weird it's a weird it's a trashy thing that, like, way of defense, like some but, people when they they can't discredit you on the actual arguments, then they just try to like go at your like, character. Yeah, they bully you. And they yeah, just try it. to like turn you into a bad person when it's just like it's literally like when you hear him talk about it, he's like I was allergic to what was in the vaccine on the CDC website, it's, it, it recommended you not do it. Like yeah. it basically said, if you are allergic to this ingredient, we recommend you not taking it. And they had another one, Johnson Johnson, that just had recently got pulled. They got pulled for the clots. So yeah. it's like, and so then he was went a step further and started going into stuff that he could try to do beyond that. And it was just like, it was so it was so crazy. 
What was it? Yeah. The one I mean, thing he did that he probably shouldn't have done is like kind of like sidestep that question he was asked about being immunized or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because he was technically immunized, but gonna... it wasn't like you got to know that they were looking for the term vax and mm-hmm. like they, that's what they were meaning. So not that he he technically didn't do anything wrong by the way he answered, but it's just like didn't do yourself any favors there because then they came back and yeah, were able to twist it. it. But yeah, all the drama. So great. How did the uh, um... crazy? Now, don't I don't know. I, I literally don't know what happened, so. How'd the Ohio State game go? They won. We won. It was a very, like, but atypical kind of victory. For the last, like, five-plus years, we have been a, like, just run-and-gun, shootout, no defense kind of, like, it's our MO, right? Give up way too many points. Not to mention the first game is usually a shit show. First game is usually. Get our bearings. We won 21-10. But it was so most of the game I was like I wasn't like stressed, but I wasn't like satisfied. But I think it's because I was so used to the defense giving up for the last five years. Like we use usually give up so many points mm. that like if we're not scoring a lot, I'm stressing because I'm like relying in my mind. I'm subconsciously relying on offense to win the game. All right. But like that night. Just the way it worked out, like the D only Defense gave up ten up. points yeah. to the number five team in the country, and the second half, yeah. we only gave up seventy yards and zero points. It allowed Stroud the to entire have second day. half. What, what's Ohio State ranked? Two, two right now, and oh. they were five. Oh, okay. So we won twenty-one ten. So it was a defensive. It was really a. It was a really good game. Who's one? Bama. Uh, Bama. Yeah. Bama. Georgia three, but honestly, Georgia should probably be two or one. Georgia should probably be too. They absolutely manhandled Oregon. Oregon. I mean, it was just. But I will say about both of our opponents, like Notre Dame and Oregon are usually overrated. Uh, I mean, hopefully Notre Dame has a solid. Hopefully, rest of the season. I think they play Clemson actually. I hope that I hope they beat Clemson. I don't think I'll ever not like Clemson. Well, yeah, (laughs) that's just there's too much history there. Um. Yeah, no, so it... Yeah, they play November 5th. But if Stroud was having an on day, it would have been... We would have scored 40. So he... Well, here's the crazy thing. He he was 24 of 34 for like 225 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. So it's like, it's not... Yeah, it's not an impressive day that you necessarily like... You know, it's obviously not going to be one. I feel like we could have finished a couple more of our drives, though. Agreed. But I, I... The only thing I will say is like, okay, no turnovers. And you know what's crazy? is Alabama's quarterback was, okay, so um, Stroud was 24 for 34. Mm-hmm. Bama's quarterback was 18 for 28. He had 195 yards, so 30 less yards. And he had six less completions and six less attempts. Nice. But he had five touchdowns. Mm. So it's like clearly the Bama running yeah. of offense was just killing it, and then he was throwing little dink, yeah, you know, yeah. dink passes, like five yards. I mean, his average, I mean, yeah, he didn't even get 200 yards on 18 throws. Uh, I, think, so, I think a lot of the same teams are going to be strong this year. So it's like weird because it's like, okay, so technically Stroud, yeah, maybe we, put up, we, maybe we didn't put up a lot of points, but I would argue that Stroud had a much better game than like Bama's quarterback. He might have had five touchdowns. Sure. I just, it, stats are one thing. I just feel like in some of the big moments, we could have connected. Mm-hmm. 
been nice. But anyway, we can get Early off on, that because yeah, a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people listeners don't care about football. <laughs> Thanks. Um. <laughs> so yeah. So the thing I was looking at here. Um. So this was a thing, and again, this is just this is a big long rant about. Where did the idea of God's intricate plan for our lives come from? Um, so I'll just read kind of the first few lines here. Uh, I do believe God has a plan for us, but I think it's as simple as loving God and loving others. Somehow evangelicals turn it into a lot more. Which college you go to, where you live, career, spouse, etc. This stuff really messed me up as a confused high school senior and then graduate who had no idea what I wanted to do in life. Apparently God wanted to guide me, th- though. If I just prayed and saw his will, it would be revealed to me. Surprisingly, I got no answers and felt lost. I slowly started deconstruction around that time, but didn't realize what I was doing. Um, and he talks about, too, with some of this, just like, you know, just like it, that question, like, oh, when he, he went to, I think it looks like he went to like Bible college just because he just made like a choice to do it. Mm-hmm. Um. But he basically, you know, would try to, like, get by people's questions with, like, white lies and stuff. Just like, okay, so uh, so when I decided to move to college, I got asked by so many people if I had prayed about it. Okay, yeah, so it wasn't Bible school. But either way, he made a life decision, and it, I was really unaware or unsure where I wanted to go and when. And people trying to convince me to stay, a lot of people asking if God was calling me to do it. He said I white lied a few people to get them off my back. I had no calling. It was purely a logical decision I made. Spent lots of time with pros and cons and narrowed down the cities until I landed on one I could feel confident about. So that was an example of like deciding to go to college, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because one of the one of the thoughts I have with, as it relates to like God's, you know, as, as far as God's calling, decisions you make, like how He guides you every day. It's it's kind of like me talking to my hand like when i'm doing something like if i'm going to eat dinner and talk talk to my hand the whole time like if the holy spirit and god is like literally your one he's a part of you you got to feel like that he's not just there working when you're talking to him that he's always there and you could say that every decision i make even though i didn't like out loud consult the holy spirit before i went and got a bowl of cereal that it's just like he's part of me. He's part of like the actions I take. I mean, granted, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I just think because there's got to be a somewhere, right? Because there are the crazy people that are just be like talk to the Holy Spirit out loud to themselves all the time and seem crazy, right? And then there's the people that just are more like, yeah, well, you know, God, God and I are homies and you know, he's kind of with me in every decision I make anyway. So it's like, I, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I can only speak to like my, my personal experience, but it, it seems like, you know, so the last couple of years, I've not really been super involved with an organized church, but hundred percent, if I just, um, find like stillness and I want to go inside and I want to like find truth. Yeah. I just feel like I, I don't know. Like, I can't, I can't say that like every human is wired to know truth because like for me personally, I don't know my, my upbringing, I think allowed and afforded me to not really have to deal with a lot of like 
really hard things early on or throughout life, really. But you kind of get to just like ponder on some of these more existential kind of big kind of macro um, kind of topics. And so like I, I personally just feel like when you go inside, call it like God or the Holy Spirit, but it's like I just feel like I know like what do you want to do? Okay, that could be rooted in ego or it could not be, but like then what should you do? And I feel like it's like it's not hard from at least that for whole me what I want and what I know should what I should a, do is a conscience thing. So if we we're gonna call the Holy Spirit our conscience. But I guess I wonder it's like does everyone like I don't know if everyone has that same experience. Like I can only say like I know like I know what I should do in almost every situation mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, whether I do it or not, I mean, it can be an execution thing. So I don't know, but does everyone have that clear most, I, I would say I don't know. a lot of people probably don't. And I think a lot of that is, uh, due to environment and like conditioning. I think when like survival is not really a big piece of the equation because largely we're pretty safe here. So like, you know, we tend to move in ways that are kind of self-preservation but it's more or less like a mental kind of social thing i feel like yeah what what i think is interesting is that you know when you talk about i've often heard the question answered you know does does can can god save the people that are just like living in a remote island and never hear about the word or whatever right we've talked about that dude but you could argue that at that point, that's where that's where I've heard it talked about, like the conscience and this, like what we're kind of like hardwired to know and do. You know what I mean? Is it's just kind of like the Holy Spirit exists within that, even if, mm-hmm. even if you know they don't hear the word specifically. Mm-hmm. But I have a question: Is the so I think this is important, but like <clears throat> there are people who will live their whole lives without the Holy Spirit, right? So a lot of Christians, a lot of Christian, like a lot of sex of Christianity. They don't sure. even want to touch the Holy spirit. And there's, so this is why I think this like kind of teaching is important, but there's like, there is a difference between your conscience and the Holy spirit. Yeah, there has to be. Then you would just say no one in the old Testament had a conscience, which isn't true. Right. And everybody has a conscience. Yeah. Well, no, I think so it I gets agree. dangerous when you mistake that as the Holy spirit. Because then you're just saying whatever I think is the Holy Spirit. I guess, because but there's an but I, I also would I think argue people that are just trying to connect it to their inherent like hardwired deep down feeling that this is right and wrong. Like I think about sure. like and I think about like monks. That's I think about like people who have taken vows of like celibacy or like, um, just like really extreme approaches to life, like. These people have an insane, like, moral type of um, filter, mm-hmm. in a sense. But it's like, but technically they don't know the Holy Spirit, right? Because they right. would ascribe to whether it's Hinduism or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Religion. Well, a lot of people will argue that, like, a lot of these religions that are very similar kind of stem from some Buddhism, version of the Holy Spirit of that's this. been misinterpreted but that's, or something. that's where you wonder... And I, you know, I just, I'm just thinking out loud. It's like, okay, so I grew up in church and I grew up with the framework of the Holy Spirit and that kind of approach to wisdom. But it's like, 
I don't know. It's I, 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 I find myself now kind of on the outside, but also just wanting the same things. Mm-hmm. So I want the same journey. I want the same kind of <laughs> result. I just don't like, I. so almost in the same way, what you were saying earlier, like I had this thought the other day, it's like this thought experiment of like, let's say I didn't know anything about organized religion. I didn't know anything about Christianity or anything, but I'm just here. And I believe there is a God and I want to connect with him. And then let's say that I figure out like, dang, things just change when we like get together and we're really thankful for what we have. And we, we, uh, we set our hearts and our minds on like peace and joy and love and like kind of these elevated emotions. And when, when we gather, like, I mean, it may not be worshiping, but you're just, you're spending time to just think on the better parts of life or the higher kind of emotions of, of, of life or experience. There's a lot of people that aren't Christians that will at least acknowledge that there's a spirit that connects all of us. For sure. So then my question based on experience. Right, right, right. And so my question then would be like, if we were those people and we just gathered and just not, I don't even know, we could be seeking truth, we'd be seeking whatever, but we just realized that like something is good when we get together and we just are thankful. And we like, we kind of for a, a, a portion of the week or, or for a few hours, we just, we let down or we let go of like the shame and the guilt and the fear and the doubt and the worry and all the anxiety and depression and all that stuff. And we just take a couple hours to really focus. That's why I think like end of the day, it's like church is dope because like whether or not you believe it, like you're in an atmosphere of people who are actively trying to like let go of like the bad emotions and realities and cling to the the good ones. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're exchanging kind of that like fear for kind of hope. And, you know, in real time, because I think end of the day, you know, it's always going to benefit you. So what is the, because it sounds like what you're explaining is like church without the Holy Spirit. So it's like Come it, a little closer monks or whoever fill in the blank who live very morally strict disciplined lives and focus on higher thoughts of peace and mm -hmm. like they'll live good lives. I mean, it's. But to me, the difference between all of that is like the mark of a, like, so then you die. <clears throat> I guess my point is like with the Holy Spirit, it's not just a moral compass thing. It's also like, that's the thing that matters to, to prepare you. To well, to reveal, like according to scripture, to reveal Jesus, the person of Jesus. Right. So you can, you can, if you live a life without it, you could still be a good person. Like you can do good things and focus on peace and love and all that stuff. But then ultimately that that's, that's your reward. So I get, but my question then is if you have people who have a desire to gather and to focus on the elements of gratitude, like if, and like, let's say it's some remote tribe and no one's ever like come to them and told them about Jesus. Like, it's like, I just think it's like, okay, if I, if I know nothing about anything and I'm just here and I think there's a God and I want to connect to him, like, I don't know. I'm just, I, I guess I can't, I don't know. I just don't know. And I guess that's what I'm going through now because mm -hmm. I'm just like, I, I, I personally like, so there's a, there's an old story that comes from like 
um, actually, it, it was right during, like, it ended right around Jesus' time, but it's this place called Eleusis in Greece where people would go, and they would they would experience what they called the blessed sight and vision, like Plato, Aristotle, like all went, Marcus Aurelius, and they talk about this thing, and it was um, people would go for an experience of God, and that's all that was known of it. But the interesting part about it was when you left, like you weren't allowed to tell anyone about it or you would risk execution. It was almost to say that like faith could only come through experience of God. Mm. And it was like, you would go to this temple to have an experience of God essentially was what the belief was. And so I like, to me, I think about that. And then I think about how different now we live in this world where our experience of God comes through other people's experience and right. So like right. we're constantly like listening to, to teachers and people who are talking about the way that God has shown up for them. And like, it's like, we, and then we're called to be witnesses and to share and share and share. And it's just very odd to me that it's like this thing that lasted for almost like, I think it was like 1500 BC to like almost 400 AD. Um, and uh, I forget what it was a theologian in the 20th century he called it the best kept secret um, in all of history. Cause the whole point was we don't, it's, it's like fight club. Like we don't talk about fight club. You just go you experience it. Right. Like the number mm-hmm. one robot fight clubs. We don't talk about fight club. Yeah. But that's why like those, like those experiences are so intense. And it's like, I just found that like very interesting. Like anything else. I mean, I feel like, I mean, hundreds of years ago and, you know, thousands of years, you know, when you had something that was like, was seen as very exclusive in today's world is not right. Mm-hmm. So that experience may have been crazy, but it's something that like a lot of Christian communities know how to tap into. Well, it's also like, why, it's why like, did it, why did it die off? Because the days of like going to a place to have an experience were over. But so then I guess my question then is, is God not meant to be experienced? Is he just meant to be believed in? Because well, I think, I mean, I think the problem with everyone tries to create an experience is we're all trying to manufacture an experience, but it's like, what do you I mean by say, experience? Well, cause I think most people want to go to church on Sunday and feel something. You don't think that happens? I think they do, but I'm talking about like, when I think about scripture, I think about miracles and I think about things that are like undeniable. Like I saw this with my eyes and I can't ever not see it again. And I will change everything about my life because I just saw something that was not, was not possible. And I feel like now most of our experiences in church are things that we I'm not saying they're not real, but it's like also there's not a. I just don't see a lot of that miraculous kind of deep things experience. Happenings yeah, I mean, it's like, too, I feel like the way we're trying to do church now is is very. I mean, you need to go to a service that's like meant for that, or like where you can go deeper, where there's no time constraints, where you know you've got right. probably. I mean, I don't. I mean, that can not that that can't happen on Sundays. Just you know. I uh, believe me, I'm aware of like, all right, we got this song, this song coming up. All right, we don't, we don't, we can't like this last more than 30 seconds. All right, we got this one. You know, I just, it's I just, just like, it I is mean, the way we do church now. It's just, it's just hard, man. When like you, you frame this thing as the most important aspect of your life 
And then we basically say the most important thing that you're put on this earth to do, we're going to confine it to like 80 minutes on a Sunday. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not even point, so much the experience is more, more important than the relationship. And that's, that's, uh, I guess that's, that's yeah. the more important thing. I just think if I were to ever try to start a religious, any sort of religious community or, or like lead one, like it would be, like we just have to spend time together. Like well, there's nothing I mean, more important than just spending there time. There is together. like, yeah, people do have these profound experiences just being in groups of people, like, you know, sharing the same, you know, like mindedness, like same like emotions and all this stuff. And I wonder I wonder too, because I feel like even though people may not necessarily like have within them the spirit of God, I feel like people that are outside can still sense the spirit of God, even though you know what I mean? It wouldn't necessarily even be biblically, you know, by the Bible's definition that, you know, that person wouldn't have the spirit of God within them. But I feel like, I feel like to a degree, everyone can sense it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, I you're talking know. about just like, like, like good vibes, bad vibes kind of a thing, or are we talking? Well, I mean, you know, it could be any, any of that. Like, but I mean, like when you feel supernaturally connected with someone and it's really weird i'm sure you've experienced that before like like the the world usually defines as coincidence but like you know sometimes it's just like well that's too weird to be a coincidence yeah you know what i'm saying just worked out. so sure. i mean but that and that, that's that for, kind of stuff happens to you know christians and non-christians and people that you know whatever so it happens to everybody so it's just like you just wonder it's just like you know, can can everyone technically like sense the spirit of God to some degree? They just don't like they just can't call on it or like what, you know? Um I don't know, something I thought about. What do you think? Well, I think there's a difference between like at some point in my life I wasn't I didn't have the Holy Spirit, but I eventually had a moment where I felt it and then received it. So, yeah, I, I guess the difference for me is, like, there's also a difference between having a moment or an experience with God and then and then operating from that for the rest of your life. Mm. Like, there's, there's, so, there's a spectrum of Christians. Yeah. That we, you know, we'll never know the, the truth of what's occurring internally, but... So, what, I guess what I was saying was, do you think that do you think that just everyone on this earth, no one exists with any type of spiritual connection to one another until they personally experience the Holy Spirit for themselves? Or do you think there's some kind of underlying spirit that does, does connect everyone that's God-breathed, obviously? but um, I guess I don't really understand. I, I think we're all spiritual beings. Yeah. I think the challenge but is... But I don't think there's... I don't know... I guess, I guess I it'd be, we'd have here's to separate a, here's a weird the thought. definition of that and then the Holy Spirit, what we're talking about, I guess. And then, yeah. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, it's tricky. It's kind of like conscience and Holy Spirit. There's well, a difference. Yeah, that's my issue is like I was thinking about this over the weekend, and it's like, so we as humans have a special ability to judge. 
like a lot of animals like what like what would we say would separate us from most like mammals or reptiles or other animals it's like we have this ability to like look at something and critically analyze and judge it and and essentially say like right wrong good bad friendly not friendly whatever whatever judgment we make in our mind but it's like to say something is or say something is good or is bad or is safe or is not safe it's like that in and of itself to make a judgment it's like only god can judge it's like in some way, like because of the conscience that we all carry, like there is an element of God because like we are constantly judging in a sense of like we're not just acting in self-preservation purely. Like we can we can look at people and we constantly look at each other and we make judgments about each other. Well animals, about each other's decisions. I'll say animals make judgments too. They they know that based on certain but you're talking about in like survival. You're talking about like a sure. moral yeah. What you're talking about, I think, is like the law of God is on the heart of everyone. So like if there is no God, then how do you what makes what you think is right right? Exactly. That's what you're saying. Right. Animals right, right, don't right. have that. Well, yeah, well, yeah, they just don't analyze. Like they just for the most part operate in just kind of like survival of the fittest. Right. Like it's because if just there was no self like there was no objective then mm-hmm. ever it's a free for all. Mm-hmm. What's the point of? Mm-hmm. And even even with human, even with humans, the reason that we ultimately have the world we have is because we were we had the wherewithal to create a governing body that would punish people for doing the wrong things. So we didn't have a if we didn't have a government that would punish people for doing bad things, bad people would just kill us all and just take the power. Right. And it's like this weird. You don't want to defund the police? Um, I, I like the police. <laughs> you know, we haven't always seen eye to eye. <laughs> I yeah. Had, I had one bad night about five years ago, but it's all right. It's fine. <laughs> you know, there's grace for everybody. But uh, no. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's fascinating to me because I think, Again, I, I think it's what I said earlier, but it's like I just I can only know my brain, but it's like I don't know if I think this way because of my upbringing and, and the faith that I grew up in or if I just think that like if I'm willing to let the ego die and really think about what is the best, what I should do for the good of all kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like it to me, it's easy. And maybe the problem is like it's the awareness. Like we need to just be more aware of like, what are the self-serving thoughts and what are the selfless kind of thoughts that serve the greater good? Well, to me, I think you're like the thoughts, the difference is like, like earthly thoughts versus eternal. So here's how I kind of rationalize things. Like if, if I spend my whole life as a person who doesn't know like definitions or what is what, but I'm just, I do my best to be good. And, you know, whatever comes my way, I just do my best. Like, is if we're talking about, like, a heavenly place, is it even a possibility that someone like you or me could live a life that's worthy of that place? Well, that's... I, I don't know. No, I don't and think so. But right. I think... So my point is, my point is before, I, before I forget, like... If this place, if heaven is like 
pure and and a hundred percent like perfection, whatever you want to call it. There is literally no, even if I live the best possible life, that's what qualifies me for there. Because then it doesn't even sound that special. If I can get there based on my own like doing, mm-hmm. so that's why like the challenge is okay. Yes, think earthly but also eternally like if it only it to me it makes sense that if god prepared a place then he would have to do something to prepare me for that place because otherwise i'm just like striving to get there like here here's the real honest my honest thought like so because i don't eat certain things now i'm good to get in there like that doesn't it just doesn't make sense that's why christianity to me is the only thing that makes sense because it's for everyone who knows that there's nothing we can do to get there. And God saw that. And so he came to make a way for us to be accepted there based on nothing we could do. Yeah. That's the only, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I get it. So it's like, kind of like, sometimes you got to think eternally as well. Yes. Positive. I get it. Yeah. Peace, gratitude. It's all good here, but eventually like it, that's yeah. it. That's all your, that's the only reward you'll get. I guess. No. And I, I, I like going down that, line of thinking i agree with you i think the the hardest part for me and i was really like i I actually thought about this morning it's like i've said this a ton of times but it's like you can't read the label from inside the jar like it's it wasn't until i just like i got outside of everything and i was like i'm gonna like just approach the world and life spirituality like like someone who knew nothing and had no sort of teaching and i want to i want to find god like through God, like I, I believe if he's meant to be accessed and we're supposed to have a relationship and intimacy, I want to find God through God. And it's like, I just, I don't know how to wrap my mind around the reality. And I, you know, I know I've said this a bunch of times, but it's like the all loving God that also creates the reality of, you know, call it 80% of his beloved creation going to the bad place. I just, I, I don't know. I, it's that, a, it's that's, really hard to get over that hurdle. To, to me, that's proof that he does love you because it's, it's, he's allowing you the discovery to figure it out. Like if he was like, I love everyone, everyone's going to the good place. Then you don't have any choice in the matter. There is no love if there's no free will. I guess, uh, yeah. I mean, and part of the challenge too, is it's like, well, we, we're I, all believing in the afterlife mm. through faith, right? So we're all saying that, like, we think there's going to be another life after this. We're just hope we, we're believing that it's going to happen. But I just like I, there's a there's a saying that I like that talks about like everyone's always trying to find the meaning of life, but I think what we're seeking is an experience of being alive. Like we do so much. So a lot of people of, are. A lot of people seem to be searching for. We do, we do so much of this preparing for another life that like we hope and we can be 99.999% certain is there, but it's like, maybe, maybe like perhaps there's something after this, but like, I know I have this moment right here right now. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know. But where, so where does that leave you? I think that leaves you with just, that leaves you with gratitude. Like that leaves you with just loving what we have because all we really ever have is the present moment 
but let me like, ask we you technically that. have ha- we can own a home but like a million things can happen out of our control and yeah. that home is no longer ours mm-hmm. like it's like what you actually have is the present moment and so i just wonder if we spend so much of our time preparing for what's next only to find out that like this was the gift okay well then my my devil's avocados to that yeah would be if there is no hope of eternity then what's the point of right now why even be grateful i'm not saying there is an eternity i know you're not but, I but think, i'm just saying in that mindset why would i be grateful for right now if I, it's like it doesn't even matter i could just watch well, we're not I, even guaranteed tomorrow yolo well sure yeah but i think end of the day it's like i can only reason from the way that my mind works but it's like i know that like when i spend my days in uh rooted in like gratitude or like those elevated emotions whether it's love or or peace or joy or or just like generosity all that kind of stuff it's like it's just it 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 physically makes me happier like it's like you find ways of like the experiencing life becomes more enjoyable and it's like that just day-to-day finding, like, joy in the day. I don't know. My my scientific, I mean, just perspective on it is this, like, there's so much we don't know. And that the rate that we're discovering stuff, like, there's no way that this is all there, all there is to it. Well, I mean, I, I'm just like, yeah, like I, I don't I, again, know. I'm a big proponent of the multidimensional thing. Like, yeah. heaven being another dimension. I still believe that. That's, <laughs> I think it's such a cool way to look at it. I just, yeah, I just but, think... Like I think about like so like last week for example like man my life can get so busy and I can get so caught up in doing stuff and got a lot of things on my plate on any given day you know taking care of dogs or the house or like whatever mm-hmm. and I had to take um, my grandma called me and asked me if I could come over for dinner and like at first you're just like uh, it's like one more thing on the schedule like another obligation like bro like I just I just want to go home and chill like I don't want to do this thing. But it's like you realize, like, you go, like, you talk to grandma, and she's just like, I haven't had a good pizza in a couple weeks. Like, I'd love to have just a good piece of pizza. Mm -hmm. And and then you, like, take a little time, and you find, like, a highly rated, like, you know, pizzeria, like, somewhere around here. And you go get pizza and take it to grandma. And then, like, and then we played triple Yahtzee for, like, an hour and a half. And it was, like, one of those moments where it was just, like, I was, I was, literally at the same time I was battling these emotions of like, like I wish I could have just gone home and had a chill night, but Mm -hmm. it's like, you also realize like, it's just like, wow, like really giving up some of your me time to make someone else's life or to put a smile on someone else's face. Like how much that really makes a difference. Yeah. And it's so easy. I feel like, I feel like our culture has trained people for the last few years. Like now we're even more and more isolated. We're like, it's just stick to yourself. Yeah, I mean, my my thing is if we were just in different pieces of matter, that shouldn't matter to us. It's like making someone else's day better. It's like, who cares? Right. You're, right. Saying, you're saying that's a signal that that there's something more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah something special definitely happens when you... Uh, but what when it, you but, just let the ego die and you and you put other people ahead of yourself. It's yeah, so like it's magical. What is it though? Just like well, I vibes. Guess, I mean, part of me is like I, you know, do I feel the need to label it and 
and be able to explain it perfectly. Like, I guess that's no, you won't be able part to. of I like the whole God conversation to <laughs> no me. One can. Like, yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't feel the need to understand the way it all works. Like, if there's something I'm supposed to understand, I, I really trust. want. That's what, that's what I, I like. I just I like to learn about it. So well, I'm just I mean, like I, in a perfect in world, a perfect world you nice. could. I don't demand it, but it would, it's cool. But to it's know. like that's why there's verses that say like his ways are higher than our ways. Like I think there's at, at some level it's like I don't feel the need to know. Yeah, and but you're saying if I'm supposed to know. I just, I, my faith right now is in a place where like, if I'm supposed to know, I'm going to figure it. I'm going to find it. Okay. So I'm confused because I think there's like a level of knowledge that we're supposed to, or I guess capable of attaining. And Mm -hmm. then there's a bunch of stuff that we just have no shot at attaining. And so in your example of like explaining the stuff you understand, you threw out the scripture of his ways are higher than our ways. Isn't that enough for you to realize there's like God's in charge of this. His ways are higher than my ways. And that's enough to operate from there. Or you're saying, even knowing that I'm not willing to say that I'll just stay like a notch lower. I guess I'm, I'm only saying that like, I think there are higher powers and like higher intelligences, higher intelligences, like absolutely at work. And I don't understand that. And I understand what I understand, but I don't personally feel the need to believe in Jesus the way the Bible defines it. To like know who those higher powers are. Like, I guess my thing is like, I don't know if I'm here to enjoy my time here or to figure out why I'm here. But it's hard because I feel like most people like kind of, it's like that becomes a spectrum. And it's like, so some people just go all the all the way to one side and they're just like, all I care about is like who made me and why I'm here. And then other people are just like, all I care about is just that I'm here. I don't know which end of that spectrum is right and which is wrong. But all I know is like I spent most of my life trying to find a creator and I didn't find like. Yeah, you bought like, into I a didn't system. Find, I didn't see him. Like yeah, you had- I didn't I didn't like know. I, I knew of him. I didn't know him. Like yeah. I never met him. And I guess that's the hard part for me where it's like, I wish we could be a little more real when it comes to religion and Christianity and or any, any religion. When it's like, when we say things like come down and meet Jesus or accept Jesus in your heart, like, what does that actually look like? What does that actually feel like? Do you actually meet him? Or is this a relationship that you're going to have with the concept of Jesus through scripture, which is totally valid and can totally benefit your life. But it's like, I've been in places where it's so ambiguous and they really don't, they don't talk about it specifically. So you're just like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, did you guys meet him? Like, cause I, I haven't met him. I want to meet him. I, I think that'd be dope. Like I want nothing more than meet him. And I'll like devote like years of my life to trying to figure out what's going on. And when you don't meet him, you're just like, what? I, I don't know like how much more, yeah, and you're saying time like, in my life am I supposed to devote to trying to meet a God this way? I I don't know. I just mm-hmm. I have to believe. Yeah, so it sounds like that, a lot of the encounters that you would have said you had before were just you kind of creating this thing for yourself because you knew that that's kind of what you were supposed to experience. Well, I, I just, mean, it was just fake. Basically. They were, yeah, I, and I wouldn't say they were fake 
And I know they were very impactful, but I guess, I mean, part of my issue is I hear people talk about um, experiences that they would find through like gratitude based meditation and things like that. And it's like, and then I started really employing some of these, like uh, some of these meditations and really trying to do some of this stuff. And it wasn't like rooted in like any demon or other religion. It was literally just like, okay, we're not really necessarily doing this through any spiritual entity. We're just focusing on your breath and gratitude. And I would have similar type of experiences. So then it makes you wonder, you're just like, okay, it's possible to have these experiences outside of this. I thought it was the religion that was facilitating the experience. Like, I just, I don't know. But end of the day, I guess the whole point of it is like, I'm not trying to get people to believe or not believe in something. Like I just, it's all been just a, a journey to try to figure out like truth, if it is that important. And I guess the hardest part for me has just been the reality that I have been shooting very specifically in one spiritual direction for very long. And I felt like I just never gained traction. Like mm -hmm. I was really good at it. I was used to being on stage. I was used to saying all the right things. Well, it's, it's tough is I'm what I'm, I'm, what I'm hearing is like, basically um, you've done this so long that you, you're good at it. You know how to trick yourself into doing things. Mm -hmm. And it's getting harder and harder for someone like you to basically tell the difference between what is you and what could be God. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. just like you just don't know because it's like it's like the the church as it exists as a system that you grew up in kind of failed in doing that. Like they just, you know, they. I mean, if what they were saying is true, right, then they didn't do a good job of guiding you to help you find that. It was more of about you got put in the structure as a cog, basically. And, you know, that's kind of like, okay, I'm just part of the machine. That's what I do. I don't know. That's, yeah. what, I'm, that's what I'm kind of gathering off of that. But, yeah. I but, mean, I just, I guess I, I don't know. And I, I think that's the whole point is like, I don't feel the need to have, to have it figured out, I guess. Like, I think because you, because what you're saying is you feel like God wouldn't have created if the God that you, want to find and believe in is really the one that you know you don't believe that he would have if he has grace he has grace for everybody basically and no one goes to the bad place like for me because i even think about it, it's like dude like even the worst people among us like when you when you boil down like the life of like the psychopaths and the serial killers it's like you uncover some horrific things right in their childhood traumatic things yeah. that kind of like shape them. And you're just like, okay, so even like, absolutely we have responsibility for who we become, but it's like, who's to say it's like that whole step back to that adage of like being a warrior in a garden versus a gardener in the war. Like, it's like you, you need to be a monster, but you need to learn how to control like the darkness. But then you sense. get into like, like people people's decision take over like god so like you look at a psychopath's upbringing and you're like how can a good god allow well it goes, it goes in the same conversation so, as like just the ability for people to decide but that's the love. crazy and, thing and but but people that choose that 
negatively doesn't make God love people any less. Well, I'm saying like the psychopaths, like when they grow up, it's like a lot of them come from experiences where they essentially became a product of that environment. And it's like, so this, this, so the bad person goes to hell, but the person that made the bad person might not like, well, it's like, well, but that's a, that's a judgment that we're not capable of making. You could shoot me in the head right that, now. Okay. So then, and it, but that goes to my, that's the, then, then, okay. So then take it to the next chapter. Let's take it. It's there. like the chapter <laughs> the, and then the line of like, okay, so who, who was responsible for making that person that way? Where is the line? Like, it's always like the thing. The thing that people love about Christianity is the fact that it just says, like, you can be as bad as you want to be. Jesus will make you good. It's fine. We love that. We love the fact that we can be as dirty as anything. But as soon as Jesus touches us, we're perfectly clean. We love that. But it's like, okay, so then you go and, like, un like pull it back another layer. Now, so we talk about people that go to hell. It's like, okay, well, how much responsibility is on that person for the way they turned out? How much responsibility is on the people that shaped that person? In terms of the way they turned out. Well, right, so someone is becomes a bad person and goes to hell. It's like you could very easily go back into someone's life and look at their upbringing and point to like there's a lot of brokenness here and here and there and there. And mm -hmm. it's like, OK, so someone maybe didn't do the work to become aware and try to undo the, the bad things. Yeah, but, that, but there's a like, certain point in your life where you take ownership of your own life. Well, Eventually, you would like to think so. Well, if it's it can't be someone else's it's responsibility not, to fix me. It's most well, well, agreed. But like when I when I think about like some of the craziest people in our world, it's like were they just crazy people, or did their environment turn them into monsters? Sure, possibly both. I don't know. Like it's just like, but what's the point of that? What's the what? What are you trying to say? Well, it's just like. It's just not fair. Whose responsibility is like, because end of the day, it's like we all who we are because of A, our upbringing, and then B, our awareness to confront our upbringing and decide if that's who we want to be. And some people never have that conversation with themselves. Sure. S many people just are in who they were kind of, you know, mm -hmm. raised to be. And so it's like if you don't make the decision to question that or to look back on it, it's like in all those judgments, you're just like, I don't know. It's messy. It's real messy. It certainly is. No, we can't. There's no way we could go into every situation and try to even figure out how it's all going to turn out. Um, yeah. And, I mean, too, you could you could take it. A lot of different ways you could take it. You could go the extremes, like where it's like, you know, the person who will never hear the name of Jesus ever or any, know anything about it. And then the person who's probably been witnessed to his whole life by friends and family and just decides to reject it. And he had it easy. He could have whatever, right? So, but the other guy, it's like he didn't even have a chance. There's everything in between, right? Mm -hmm. Like some people can basically hit rock bottom and Jesus is the only answer for them, right? Mm -hmm. And then some people are just like, I don't know, I kind of have an okay life. Like, I don't know if I need to involve myself in that. You know, so for them, for, so you could you could argue that the guy in the worst position had an easier time accepting Jesus, right? And so sure, all that is just a whole scale of unfairness, right? Like, yeah. You know, because right. some people it's easier than others. Um, right. Yeah. But I'm not even going to pretend to know why the way it is. Yeah. It's tricky. 
but I still think I still kind of view hell as like I mean ceasing to exist like eternal separation from God as this is described as and now when I see it that way it's almost like I mean it's a I I wouldn't want anyone to be eternally separated from God but it's a little bit easier on my mind if it's like they just cease to exist than like just literally just in pain and torture for the rest. But I don't even think it's not defined as that. I think we made that up. I don't we know. We need to look at because I know there's definitely because there's symbolism that talk about like gnashing but it's of just teeth like yeah like, yeah. But that's like symbolism. Like a lot of people are just like literally fire and brimstone. You know what no, I mean? No, a lot of like people. I mean, I kind of grew up. Ago. Yeah, I kind of grew up where they believe it's literal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Believe I, you're and literally granted, like tortured. anything could be you know, because we don't have strict definitions on it. But I think it's just. Yeah. It's just like someone who went their whole life not having an interest in knowing God and intentionally like denying him. It's just like, why would they care if they cease to exist and they're separated from God? It's just like they shouldn't. So they never had a relationship. Right. Why you want to spend more time with that person you never had a relationship with? I heard it put, that's a good point. I heard it put like people have a weird uh, like understanding of like the wrath of God. And someone, I don't remember who it was, but it was like, you're either a child of God or uh, like you're either under God or under God's wrath. People are like, ooh, like it's a weird touchy subject, but essentially like God's wrath is just like giving you what you ultimately want. Because if you were God for a second and, and someone was choosing not to like, experience you or choosing not they don't want to follow you isn't it a loving thing to give them what they want <clears throat> okay if that's what you want or or the other side of it wouldn't it be unloving for them to be like no try this is what's good for you so it's just thought-provoking things where it's like if they don't want it then they have that right to choose and so and i and i don't even think you're you're in a, like a weird spot where I wouldn't even say you're in either of those categories because it's not like you absolutely know the truth and you're rejecting it. You're saying you never met him. So you're rejecting the structure that you grew up in, right? Well, like the Christian yeah, when system. I read, yeah, when I read the New Testament so, and I read what the, the life of the Christian is supposed to look like, I'm just like, my life doesn't look like that. Yeah. It's not happening. And on some level... Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 we're all on this journey. So everyone has yeah. kind of their own perspective on where they're at. I guess, yeah. And, and for me, like, it's, uh, I kind of just, I feel like I'm getting, I'm slowly and slowly getting to the point where I just can't do the fake small talk, kind of just go through the motions stuff anymore. It's like, I wish I could and I used to, but it's like, I feel bad because I'm becoming that guy where you're just like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, I'm actually going to tell you what's going on. And you're probably not like actually trying to have the conversation. But it's like I just for so much of my life, I always just did that surface level. Well, and I hope that people would that would ever think that would listen to this podcast and hear like, you know. Just learn from it, because I think a lot of people just don't realize how they are. Yeah. And, I, you know, I mean. Yeah, we're all going. I mean, I can't you can't expect you to go on 30 years of this journey that you've been on and all of a sudden be able to fully deconstruct how you're feeling in a year. I mean, that's not or two years. It's not going to happen. So the fact that it's taking like 
a long time to kind of figure this out i mean isn't isn't abnormal i mean well, if i would you feel even like, add like time i've been taught like time is kind of irrelevant right. like it's like it's not time that leads to maturity it's like obedience so in your for you for me for everybody like if you're on a journey to figure out if God is real, if this Jesus thing is real, time's not going to do anything for you. It's what are you doing to find that out? And if, right. and if you're not like, I, I like right. if you're not doing anything to progress in finding out that then 10 years can go by and nothing will happen. Right. Right. So it's like to a point, like, it's not right. like, Oh, well, I'm just, I don't know. It's been five years and nothing's happened. Well, what have you done in five years? Like as on in your pursuit to find the truth, what does that mean? Like, what are you, you just like, you know, I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. There should be, if it's that important to somebody, there should be things. I would, I mean, you would hope so, but the right. reality is. Yeah. I mean, I look at yeah my life and my pursuit of God and I can only, I mean, I, I love the stories. I love the scriptures. I grew up on it. It's like, that's all I knew. But also like when I get real with myself, it's like, I'm, I'm not experiencing God the way these people experience God. Mm -hmm. And so I guess it's like, okay, so does, is Christianity in the 21st century just different than it was in the Bible times or like what's, what's good. Like at some point I just, I just feel like we're afraid, not, I mean, not even afraid. Like we just kind of, we don't have the conversation where to me, it just like, it looks very different and we just don't have a good response in terms of like, why, like, why do we do things so differently than the early Christians? Mm, yeah. I mean, a lot of things change, obviously. Mm. So it's like, we change certain things culturally. Years. We live different ways. So like what stays the same, what changes? Like, it's like, that's life. We've we're, talked about we've talked about gone. this before. There's things that carry over based on tradition that are annoying with the church. I mean, yeah. it really it's don't matter. Yeah, it's just like, as time evolves, we're not just going to ride on camels anymore. Yeah. Well, I just think on a fundamental place, like if we're not willing to actually live in communities, like sacrificially, yeah. Like I mean, the way I, that they talk I will, about. An I mean, I'm too, still I just, I'm like, still big on the like. I think I think it would be interesting to try out small churches, like just basically. I don't know. I mean, just not not anything massive. I mean, I I again, I, I served again last weekend, and I just get, I just sometimes I just get depressed at the amount of the, like people that I see that I'm just unable to connect to. And even if people know me, seeing me on stage, if I meet them once, it's like the next time I meet, like see them, I'm like, oh, what was your name again? I'm sorry. Like I just feel bad because I can never really. I mean. I don't know. I mean, granted, there's obviously I've told people it's like, hey, there's really only a certain number of people I can have a close relationship with, like for sure. anybody. Um, yeah. But when there's so many people, you have to like meet people three times before you remember their name. 
Like you can't avoid that. That's always. But I just feel like that's. But it's not. It's it's a it's a. Like at some point in the church journey, there's an individual responsibility that you have to accept, and that is living that out. Like so. How the problem is people go to church and kind of like blame the church for not doing what they're not accepting for their own personal responsibility. So if I, if I go to church every Sunday and that's it, I just listen and I bounce out. Oh, well, there's not enough community there. They don't even, well, what have you done to find community? You don't meet people. If you want to meet people, you have a responsibility to go introduce yourself, right? Like there's always, and so maybe like in this acts two thing, it's like, in, in, in Acts, it always it talks about like they meet, they met on a weekly basis. They met, they do life together. Like on the big frame of what my Sunday looks like, I see people that I recognize and I know. And then I have like a personal life where we do life together with other believers. So to me, that's Acts 2. Now, it's in, it's basically impossible for me to hold my church to that standard Sunday for thousands of people to do it. Because that's in, it's like, it's not efficient. But on Sunday, if if the goal is to invite as many people to hear that this is what we're all about, and then you, at some point throughout the week, you have to accept, I mean, that makes sense to me. That is, like, I don't, I don't see the differences from Christianity then to now that you're explaining, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean I still I still see differences um but it's not it's not so much in that because I think you said like people want community will find it. Um I think the problem I mean, is I, there's I think so many just, people in the church that are there because they feel like they're supposed to be there and not because they want it's to just, be there. Yeah, so it's like you have a lot well, of people yeah, and that I'm just are, saying, aren't like, really I don't, connecting. Mhm. I know that so some people see it as necessary, but cold. it's just like, it's like well, how we have career politicians and that shouldn't be a thing. It's like we have churches with yeah. hundreds of people on staff that, that aren't, that are never run very efficiently. And so it's just like, we're just throwing money away. And it's just, you know, you looked at, it was more of a, it was a more of like a commune type setup in Acts 2 where everyone contributed and then you would have different people that would like. Uh, like I just I don't know teach and stuff I mean it's I think about it like this way like think about like you're living with a bunch of of families and you all are just homies and then like you just you just you're all like going in the same direction at the same speed you're kind of like you know you're a spiritual community whatever and like you've got like a bunch of the families have teenagers the teenagers hang out like it's like Uh it's so weird to me that we have to pay people yeah. Well, to like facilitate hangouts. No, I think yeah. Like, I, 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 all the spectrum. I get what you're saying, and I agree with. I agree with that. I don't think that it's it's really tough to see the way we're doing it now and say like, okay, yeah, I think it's the best way. But also, I, I look back. It's like I'm not. I'm not ever saying that I think it needs to look exactly like Acts two because I mean, there's yeah, a lot of different sure, things sure. focused on how communities are built, like just geography, like different things is that's just may not be feasible um, for everybody, especially. I mean, cause if you had enough money, sure. You could move with five of the closest families, you know, to a compound and yeah. do life that way. That's why I just think it would be so dope. Like, but I mean, 
Yeah. So if you could find a way to like privately fund it. Yeah. Like, and I, cool I just like us, a lot of stuff we just asked, we just ask questions. I mean, we just think about stuff. I mean, it's not, we're not trying to come up with a solution. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying that, you know, I've, I've, I've never really said like, oh, well, everything we do about church is wrong, you know, and, and stuff. It's just, there are certain things I think that could change. And I think for like, hopefully should like, hopefully will change regarding like mindset regarding things that Christians are quick to just um, respond with when they feel like they've been attacked, especially politically. Um, you know, there's different things that we could teach the congregation to like, Hey, here's what, I'll, you know, like a good heart looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, again, it's just, we're just trying to ask questions and stir the pot and see what's going on. See if there's, you know, ideas we have that can make stuff better. And sometimes the things that we say are just lunacy. So yeah, probably most of them. Most of those things. Yeah. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah. And I, my only thing is like, I think closing thought, go ahead. Yeah. I'll make it brief. I I'm just show you well. two hours later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot of things that I, I wish we talked a little bit more just candidly, like with a little vulnerability about like, what does that actually mean? When we say, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. This is how we're going to approach ministry. Da, 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 da. Like it's, um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of it just is super ambiguous. And I think it would help to just like actually start to like, because you just get into those dangerous waters, you're just like, oh, doesn't mean get also like like the Lord told me to do this, Lord told me to do that. Well, I'll say the church, uh, most of the people in the church now, like you don't have it. It's like anything else. I mean, you don't have. There's those churches that are like moving and shaking, and then there's those churches that are getting complacent, just mm-hmm. doing what they got to do to get home. It like a pastor, like a lot of them, it's just a job. You know what I mean? They've lost the passion years ago. I mean, so many of the stagnant churches, right? Um, that because they've created this system where things are easy, yeah, you know, they just, it's just like, they don't, they, they don't really know what like really being a Christian is all about. So I don't know. There's a lot of stuff we could always talk about and we'll continue to talk about, but it's almost an hour and a half. So we got to end this. Thanks, Justin. Most of it was you, you know, that <laughs> <laughs> love you. <laughs> Most of it was well, my brain active listening. I was active listening. <laughs> a lot of active listening. A lot, a lot yes. of active listening. Yes. Well done. Yeah. So right, I'll active listen next time. Yeah. It'll be your turn to active listen next time. Sweet. We'll take turns. All right. Love y'all. See you. Bye.